are back with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie. This is Steve Solberg, our co-host. Hey. And Nick Galetti, our always amazing sage wisdom giver. You're kind. Not really. Um, no, I'm not very kind. <laughs> All right, fine. You're a jerk. <laughs> I am, kind of. You big meanie. You big meanie. I, I shut up during the last episode. You barely spoke in the last well, episode. Well, it was <laughs> not true. when Nick was given sage wisdom, I thought, this is what I needed to hear. Oh. oh that's and very so kind I, of you. I kind of went, oh. And I wanted to write it down, but I don't want to make too much noise. Well, I kept looking over, and I'm like, because I had a feeling, I'm like, is he asleep? Is he, no, no. like, he's not talking? <laughs> I mean, talking? I have been. <laughs> I ranted. That's the I was problem. Up early I was today, like, so. I don't want to be caught in the middle of that. <laughs> travel day. It was a travel day for Steve. So we want to talk about accountability in dating today, probably on multiple different levels, like at the very beginning stages where you're meeting people, the dating apps, all of this stuff, because... As we've been doing this 30-day challenge and we have a Facebook group that goes along with it, we're seeing a lot of people's comments and just watching other people. And accountability is a really big part of dating. Nick, do you have any initial thoughts? I have many thoughts. I None know of them are you initial, do. Though. Let's start with you. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about the proper role or the proper function of a dating app mm-hmm. when it comes to being accountable. Because one of the things that we started to see a lot of was people saying, this isn't working because the app ran out of people Mm -hmm. or there's something wrong with the app because there's no matches or something like that. And granted, the technology is not perfect. There are probably flaws that can be corrected. But there is an attitude to Mm -hmm. the person who thinks that it's the app's fault for them not being married. People are getting married and finding people long before apps. It is possible to do that. And I'm not saying you're you know, advocating one way or the other, but the mindset of how do you view the app? What is the mm-hmm. app's role in your dating? You know, and a side note on that, something I was also thinking about the other day is some people are like, I only got two matches or this. It's about quality, not quantity. Just because you're getting 50 or 100 matches, does that mean you're going to connect with any of these people or they're going to be quality? No, but what if you get one match with the right person. That's what matters. But I think it's easy to get in that instant gratification mindset of social media of, I need to get this many likes or I need to get this many matches and then people think I'm pretty, you know, that kind of thing. And I think we have to put that mindset mindset to the side. Are these people that I would actually want to meet? Great, because you only need one. Yeah, all you need. Yeah, I I think that... The mindset that you're talking about. That's why there's been so, like, the social media fast type stuff like that. I think that type of behavior where you're getting your your hit of (laughs) I feel good about myself Mm -hmm. from social media, I think that's what we're trying to do less of. Yeah. Because it's so dangerous. Let's see, the dating apps are that. Absolutely. For a lot of people, it's I need to feel good about myself, so the dating app needs to find me a match so that I can have it in my head that there are people that can like me. There is no way in my my view of these dating apps, there's no way the dating app can be the exclusive tool no. in you developing any lasting relationship. Mm-hmm. It is an introduction tool. You can't build a house with just a hammer. Yeah, There's other tools that you have to use. These things are just one of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's like blaming the hammer when you hit your thumb. And you can't do that. You're the one swinging the hammer. So... Again, accountability, it still comes back to this idea, I think, that the app needs to be viewed the right way 
instead of the thing that is supposed to do the finding for me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of lazy too, I would think. Oh, absolutely. Because I think so many of us are now like, oh, well, I can go on mutual and there's thousands of people on mutual and this will find my spouse for me. I now no longer have to go to singles activities or to my ward functions or to these things where in truth, that's where you're also going to make a lot of really deeper connections. But I think we all just kind of put it on the easy side of, oh, I'm going to swipe and there's my spouse and everything's great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Swipe for a spouse. And I I talked about this briefly in the last episode uh, was that I had a hard time with the app, so I ended up bending mm-hmm. some of the rules on the dating challenge that yeah. we're doing, the 30-day dating challenge, and just saying, okay, well, I'm not finding the person that I want mm-hmm. here, so I'm going to start working over here. And so some of it was just saying, okay, well, I'm going to start going to firesides, and yeah. and I know some people might not like this, but <laughs> I ward hop. I mean, I have morning church How now. How dare you? So... <laughs> Well, it's only two-hour church. You can hit more of them. It's true. Less time. Yeah, and I don't. I don't really have any problem with it, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> if you do, sorry. And I think that's great that that's your testimony. Mine is that I'm trying to find a girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no problem hopping. So no, I think it's actually. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good idea to do that. I'm not saying it's a bad idea to do it. But you're making adjustments, and that's the good thing. Yeah. You're taking you're taking responsibility for it by doing something else, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, doing the little micro adjustments, and yeah. it's it's totally fine. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I'll do a little bit of weed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's yeah, always you're stressed you out about going on. Just kind of rob a bank a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just know, a little micro adjustments. Uh, anyways, no accountability in dating especially on these apps. So one of the things that I made, I made a series of rules for the dating challenge because I wanted people to be accountable to things. So one of the rules was, so like, let's just talk about mutual right this second. So when you matched with a person, if you were a man, I told you that you had to message this girl within 24 hours of the match happening. Right. If you were a woman, because I prefer to be pursued, but I like to give him the option or the opportunity to pursue me first. I said, we can wait 48 hours, but then if he has not messaged you, then you have to send him a message. So we were balancing it. We were giving him a little bit. Some women were going to be more comfortable and they were like, I'm just going to message him right away. More power to you. Great. But this was a way to help those of us women who really, that was something we struggled with so hard. But then one of the other rules that I made was, you have to respond to every message you get within 24 hours. Because some people will read a message and be like, hmm, I'm not sure, maybe, and then they just don't ever reply. I'm like, okay, we're not going to do that, or they take days to reply. But then the other big rule that I made was no one's allowed to ghost in this challenge. Because big I, deal. Yeah. Like, what I hear a lot in, I belong to a lot of the Facebook groups and all of that stuff. What I hear over and over is people complaining about certain habits, like ghosting and not replying to messages and being let on and blah, blah, blah. But what they don't realize is they're actually doing those exact same things to the people that they're not interested in. So I really wanted to turn it around of do unto others as you would have others do unto you, basically. Absolutely. Like, if you don't want to be ghosted, you are not going to be ghosting someone else. If you hate that no one's replying to your messages, you will be replying to every message. We actually had several girls in the first week be like, oh, this guy, he keeps messaging me. 
And I keep hoping he'll get the hint that I'm not interested, but he hasn't. And I finally wrote him. I'm like, you have to tell them you're not interested. Well, I've been giving hints. And I'm like, but you keep replying. So to him, he's like, this girl's still replying. And so they finally had to, I'm like, you don't have to be a jerk about it, but there's very clear ways that you can say, I'm not interested. Thank you so much, but this is not happening. Where it sucks, it's never fun to hear that, but it's much better to hear that than to get let on for a really, really, really long time. Because everybody on the both sides, I've seen this for men and women, that they're like, oh, but he he responded to my one text message. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I, as women, we hold on to that a lot, like with guys, especially and I'm sure men do Don't worry, as well. men do that too. Okay, yeah, good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, we definitely do. But that's good to hear. But that's something that happens all the time is we hold on to that one little straw when in truth we need so much more than that. But we're like, oh, they, they sent me a smiley face. This is happening. <laughs> and we do though. We hold on to mm-hmm. it so hard where in truth the other person's probably like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings and I don't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Can I – I want to throw this out there. Please because- do. And and I hope it doesn't sound like I'm trying to quote doctrine or anything. <laughs> okay. Because that's not my intent at this moment. I have my moments, but not this one. Um, but we have heard a number of stories throughout this podcast and the dating challenge where people have these expectations on the person that this this fantasy person, whoever yes. that is, this person out there, they project expectations on them. And then make them accountable to live up to those mm-hmm. expectations. And so one of the hard things, it, it, that kind of guessing, nobody's ever going to win. Nope. Nobody's ever going to hit that nail, nor should they. Dating should not be that type of a, a game. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that when you have those expectations that you place on other people and you never tell them what those expectations are, you are fully accountable for them failing. Oh, yeah. On those expectations because you created them. Mm-hmm. And so what I've noticed with, with and I won't say who, what their name is, but I've had. It's me, isn't it? No, no. Well, well <laughs> okay. see, now I've given away too much. Uh, uh-huh. the, the idea was that this individual was waiting for this, in, this other person they were dating mm-hmm. to hit this threshold of interest in them mm-hmm. before they gave it back. And I know in my own personal story, if I waited, if, if my wife waited before she told me her intentions, her desires, her likes for me, yeah. we wouldn't be married today. Because when we first met, I wasn't in a good place for that. I wasn't interested in dating anybody. It had nothing to do with her. It's just I wasn't in a place to be looking for someone at that time. Mm-hmm. So it took her being forthright for me to kind of break out of that pattern. And I knew where she sat. She was no longer making me responsible for guessing, mm-hmm. and I was no longer guessing what her intentions were. And because there was no guessing going on, we knew exactly where we stood, and we could work with it. We both knew that that was going to take a little bit of patience and time, but we were both willing to work for it, and that's why it worked. Mm-hmm. If you've got people that say, unless this happens by this time, I'm not going to do this or this. Yeah. Those types of ultimatums are the same thing that you see on those dating profiles. It's he has to be this, this, and this, or don't call me. Or don't even bother. It's that, but it's just a delayed version of that. Mm -hmm. It's I'm going to wait 30 days 
<laughs> before I give the ultimatum. Yeah. So I, my personal feeling on it is don't make other people accountable for your expectations of them, mm-hmm. especially if you're not going to even communicate it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, just to bring up briefly, I hate texting, especially at the very beginning of a getting to know you situation. I hate it. I hate that I can't hear the person's voice. I don't know if they're joking. They're, mm-hmm. And I also hate that there has become this huge expectation to, before you even have met the person, to just text each other nonstop, like nonstop. I have had guys want to literally message me 30, 40 times a day because they're like, well, this is how I get to know people. So I was now anymore, if I give my phone number, and it takes me a while to give my phone number anymore because it automatically turns into this. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to deal with this yet. I always tell them up front, hey, takes me a couple hours to reply. I work on my phone. I don't check my text messages a ton because I've had so many guys in the past be like, I mean, if I don't respond within 15 minutes, guys would literally, and they'd write me back and be like, clearly you're not interested. Have a nice life. See, that's the that's exactly that what I'm talking about. And that was an expectation. It was this expectation that they had of you better respond right away or else you are not interested in me. It's like, how can that person possibly know? How would I have any idea? Yeah, exactly. And But then on a side note of, don't you have a job? Why are you texting me all right. day right. long? And we've never even met in person. But that is the new culture. That is this new thing. I think there's a fair amount of self-sabotage going on again. Yeah. And so it doesn't make that person a bad person. But it means mm-hmm. you're really, if you're doing that, you're cutting yourself off. Yeah, and and it's it's a challenge to find the right balance. Yeah. I was texting with someone yesterday, mm-hmm. and I remember feeling relieved when they go, hey, I'm at work. I got to get to work. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know how to end this. Right? And it's because I'm a little bit awkward as well. And yeah. I'm, and I would have been happy to do the same thing that she did, where she said, I'm at work, but I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yep. Or whatever. And uh, I think that that's a tidy way to wrap those up. Exactly. Because there is this feeling like, oh, we should text forever. And it's like, I would would rather not. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think if people learn maybe the tact that I was taught yesterday by example of just saying, I'm busy, but I'm looking forward to our next Mm -hmm. engagement or whatever it is, that would be nice. Well, it's been interesting because one of the things that we talked about in the dating challenge was... I had been taught this by my dating coaches that they really encourage you to have one, at least one telephone conversation with this person before you actually go on a date. And they want you to keep it short, no longer than 15 minutes because it keeps you wanting the other person wanting more. A lot of people do that. We talked on the phone for seven hours. It was wonderful. But then when you meet in person, you've run out of a lot of the things to say. So you want to kind of avoid that. But when I started suggesting this to people, I'm like, okay, so before you go on a date, talk on the phone. And they were terrified. Like, what do you mean we have to talk on the phone? Well, why would we have to do that? And I'm like, well, to see if there's any connection whatsoever. But even talking on the phone has become so strange and foreign to people that they find it more comfortable to go and meet someone completely blindly Rather than speak on the phone for 10 minutes first. See, to me, that sounds like you're testing again. What do you mean? Well, it's let's talk on the phone mm-hmm. to see if you pass my test. So for that me, that sounds it's not, like a pressure point. For to me, some it's people. not. Um, and I see what, and I do definitely see what you're saying. 
I have had several people that I've spoken with that it turned out our senses of humor did not click. Like one guy and always did this on the dating video that we talked about it. Uh-huh. I I had been messaging this guy. He called. We talked on the phone for like a half an hour. I thought it was going great. I thought he was going to ask me out. And he gets quiet and he goes, you laugh a lot. And I'm all, I do laugh a lot. And he's like, yeah, I'm not interested. Like he was like, I then think. he's an idiot. But, well, no, no, no. But that's just the thing is that I'm saying, I'm so glad I found that out on the phone that we figured out we didn't have a connection on the phone. That I was doing something already that I'm not going to stop laughing. That it wasn't me passing a test. I didn't feel offended by it. That I've also talked to guys that, and this sounds horrible, that I've talked to that I'm like, they weren't very intelligent. And I was like, I am never going to be able to have a conversation with these people. And I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to waste their time. I don't want them to spend money on me. This is clearly not a match. I would much rather vet that and figure that out before we meet up rather than just texting four times and then getting together because they saw a picture that we liked of each other. But I've just been surprised at the amount of people that just were terrified of the op- of that possibility. Yeah, maybe maybe we need to have a podcast on being patient and dating. Because you know? that is not happening in any part of this. That is true as well. Like The instantaneous gratification thing is just... It's so damaging. Well, and I find myself suffering from that too. Like, so I had been traveling for work and I've been doing so much with this challenge that it was so much more work than I expected. But I finally set up my mutual profile on Sunday night. And I'm telling you, I swiped through 50, 60 people, not one match. And it really kind of took me aback. I'm all, wait, what? Why am I not getting any matches? What's going on here? But I had to also remind myself like, There might not be people on the app right this second who are also swiping. There might not be these things. But my initial knee-jerk reaction was, nobody likes me. You know, what's going on? But I had to stop. And then the next day, the matches started coming through. And and this is just a side anecdote. I talked with Barbie about this. So Reddit has every Mm -hmm. subreddit under the sun, right? And there was a statistic that showed that uh, on dating apps, people are, are, are just online dating in general. In the winter time, people are less likely to match. Yeah. And so... Did they say why? Um, I mean, no. It, it was just the data. They just... Mm-hmm. And this was just one person. They weren't like a researcher. They just had sort of taken their experience mm-hmm. and then had other people sort of fill in the blanks. And it was just finding, this is how many matches I had in this month. This is how many matches I had in this month. And... And you saw it definitely had an upswing yeah. in the springtime. So, uh, well, this is dating winter, as you guys yeah. have pointed out before. Yeah. So maybe yeah. don't burn yourself out because it's just that time of year. Well, and that's the other reason that one of the rules I try to make was swipe up on 10 people a day. You don't need to be swiping up on. I kept swiping because I'm like, I've got a match with somebody. Oh, my gosh. But in truth, 10 people a day... Should have been fine. Yeah, it should have been enough. It should have been enough because then if I did match with people and I had messages and conversations going, it's easier to just be talking with a few people rather than 50. That makes sense. So so back to the accountable yes, and dating thing. I, I'm curious um, to what extent you guys see blaming others for your dating success. Do you see that a lot? Do you see other people like friends or whatever where they say— Success or failure? Either way. Okay. I think it's easy for us to do that. Like, where was I? 
I mean, like I said, it's it, it could be very easy in my line of work. I design wedding dresses and I work with models all the time. It can be very easy. I actually have friends who are, you know, a little heavier like me and stuff. They will literally not hang out with women who are more attractive than them because they're so self-conscious about it. They're so self-conscious about it. They will not be in photos with them. They will not do these things because they're like, no, I can't compete with that. And I'm like, what are we competing against? What I don't understand. And so I am around models a lot. And somebody was actually talking to me the other day at my photo shoot. And they're like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't be with models all the time. They make me feel so self-conscious and all this. And I don't know. Maybe I, I mean, it probably should make me want to lose a little bit of weight. But I never go in there looking at it as like, these women are beautiful and I am disgusting and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, these women are beautiful and what great people they are. And they are employees of mine now. And But I think... I know a lot of people, though, that that do that. They're like, I'm not going to hang out by these pretty people because no one will want to date me because everyone sees them or vice versa. So that's a form of blaming. Absolutely. Because it's, I'm not getting the dates because they're prettier than me. Because they're prettier than me. Yeah. Steve, hmm. thoughts? Um, He's uh, used to being the pretty one, so. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, talk about it, <laughs> Steve. Talk mean. about how good looking you are. You love talking that about it. After the shows, the, case, the ladies but... just crowd the stage like a boy band. <laughs> And I said, no. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've dated very little from my career, but. Um, Which is probably a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to date a, uh, what are they, what are they called? Co- a comic groupie. Is it a groupie? I don't know. I don't know if there are comic groupies. <laughs> There's no such Barbie thing. Barbie thinks there are, but I've never. <laughs> there are. I've never seen them. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I know, because every show I go to with you, I watch these women. <laughs> I I guess it's, I don't know. It's, it's not uncommon I don't for know. men to be oblivious, by the way. Which yeah. is good. Actually, I love Steve's humility about it. And obliviousness. Yes, it's good. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. It, Ignorance is bliss. Uh, as far as the the uh, using excuses thing, um, I guess I want to understand the question. Yeah. Was that saying just, do you see that a lot? Or or what was it asking? Do you see that? Or and do if I so, do that? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, I, if you want it'd, to. It'd be good to. Go ahead and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody wants to find their reason sometimes, mm-hmm. and I definitely have gone through reasons in my head and uh, and been like, yeah, that's why. There, there's, uh, <laughs> the, the, you know, but um, knowing and, the reason and not being crushed by it is two very different qualities. By the way, it's very easy to find the reason. Mm-hmm. It's totally different to not be crushed by it and to learn from it. Yeah, like if you can find a reason. Yeah. That's or that's great. or what you think is a reason because that's the truth is I think a lot of people think that they know why. Yeah. And they might be wrong. Um yeah. I for years went through going, "Oh, well, it's cuz I'm uh, I'm short." And I'm not really short, I'm 5'9", but like I think a lot of people think mm-hmm. in their head that's too short. And uh for a long time it was for me. Um When you say for me, what do you mean? Like you, you thought that was the reason. I, I had three different girls say to me, "We would mm-hmm. totally date if you were taller." And having three different women come to me and say that made me go, "Oh, that's why I don't date." Mm-hmm. And For then, everybody, um, it's just yeah. becomes your blanket reason. And it's it's funny because then you f- realize, oh, that's not it at all. No, even though they said that, it's not it. Mm-hmm. Even though they think that's it too. Also, for for them, I find it to be. It's actually. My my perspective on it changed where I realized, oh, that's more offensive for them than for me. Whereas forever I was taking it very personally and thought that's my fault. 
And then I went, and finally now I've gotten to a point where I go, oh, that's their fault. Yeah. If that's the reason they don't want to be happy with me is because I'm not meeting some sort of metric. Wow, that's sad. Yeah. Like, that's super sad. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. And and to be honest, it kind of came off of something... uh, Lauren. That Lauren had said Mm -hmm. where she's like, no, it's more about helping... If if you if the height thing is an issue, then it's about making a woman feel feminine. Exactly. And then I kind of went, oh, geez, yeah. So if those girls were telling me, I don't feel feminine, and my femininity is defined by your height. Yeah. Or your masculinity, for that matter. Is, like, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. That it's like... Uh, that it's like, no, that doesn't... That doesn't have anything to do with it. It's making you responsible for... An insecurity not having, they have. Not having a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what the accountability is, is, is uh, taking the responsibility, but then also realizing that some of the things that you have taken as, as a reason uh, need to be flipped. And the flip on that was so small, where it's like, I was thinking, these girls saying, uh, we would totally date if you were taller. Uh, I took that as my fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And then realizing, oh, that is not my thing at all. Nope. Right. That is totally their thing. And so there's some of the accountability of saying, okay, I'm going to take accountability for some things, but also I'm going to not take accountability for other things. That, And I, I would tend to think that maybe a lot of the population is doing the same mistake that I made, where you're like, I think so. Everything is my fault. I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm the I'm the problem. Yeah. And, uh, Nah, you're, you're you're probably not the problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, your perspective is is a problem. Yeah. Odds are you're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It's just a matter of finding the right person. But see, that to me, that phrase should probably be cut out. Really? The right person implies that there's a right person. Oh, I guess I mean the right type of people. I, I think you that, know? that for me— the reason that me and my wife got married is because we had a commitment to stay together. Mm-hmm. Not because she was who I thought she would be, because she was this, that, perfect, this, this, and or vice versa, that I fit this. We talked about this the other day. We were not what we thought we were going to marry. Mm-hmm. But because we got to a point where we both decided we were going to stay committed, we did. And we are incredibly happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that to rub it in. I It's taken a long time to find that, to come to that conclusion that stay, having a commitment to stay together is why we're together. Yeah. There were hundreds of times where we both screwed up, did something stupid, whatever you want to call it, where if we were just dating, people would have just cut yeah, that relationship off. When you talk about, oh, you're not 5'9", or you're not, mm-hmm. you know, six two or whatever it is. So we're not going to work. I don't know who she's going to get married to and stay married to. Yeah, because that type of quality is not sustainable in any relationship. No. So in my mind, if you have the ability to muster up the strength to say this is a person I want to be committed to, that's what you need to look for. Yeah. If you're if you're looking for five nine, you're you automatically stopped your progress in my mind, mm-hmm. and you've made someone else accountable for your part that you can control. That's, I mean, here's the doctrinal part. You can only control yourself, right? You cannot control other people. You cannot control their choices. And 
if I can, <laughs> oh, this is going to be so wrong. You, you've you've been listening. I don't know if you've been listening to the Cold Podcast. Oh, of course. Have you been listening to no, the Cold mm-hmm. Podcast? No, that's not his deal. Well, and and that's fine. Um, but this is the Susan Powell, Josh Powell. You know that that situation. Do you know that story? Um, he's the one that everybody thought killed his wife. Oh, and oh, right, he right, right. Went to Washington and killed himself and his two boys. Yeah, Yikes. class act. Yeah. But if you if you listen to that podcast, here's here's your dating advice. Here's your sage wisdom. Uh-huh. Listen to that podcast. Oh man! Write down everything Josh Powell does and do the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> and then you will be a good person. It's so true. He is one of him, his dad is Ugh, actually duh. worse. Mm. One of the if creepiest those two men, men I've ever seen. Do the opposite of what those two men do. Yep, and you'll be a good person. That is the easiest advice you can give in dating. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And 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 so, but part of it is that those guys made everybody else responsible yes. for everything else that happened in life. Hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was supposed to do this. Everybody else was supposed to do that. And it's just one part of why they're creepy. But that was one real big part of it for me. Is if I had someone, you know, think about it. Do I want to be married to someone who's going to blame me for everything that goes wrong? Yeah. No, that no, sounds like not. a torture situation, right? But yet you do that when you date. You make them mm-hmm. responsible for everything. Yeah. And then that's why it's not working out. Yeah. It's not because you can't work out. It's not because you can't be happy. It's because you're literally making them responsible for everything. Yeah. And you can't do that. And even in a good relationship, yeah, people accidentally do that and do the whole, you're, you know, and they want them to be responsible for your happiness as well. Yeah. And it's like, even that, no, sorry, yeah. you're responsible for your own happiness mm-hmm. even when you're married. Yeah, and absolutely. If you're going to try to say, you're the reason I need to be happy right now, it's yeah. like, well, it's, it's funny because it's these like minor tweaks that make a big, big difference. Big difference. But yeah, that's my plug for the cold podcast. Oh, listen <laughs> to it. It is amazing. It is it's so chilling. well done. It's chilling. It's just so well done. Well, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts, Steve? Uh, on accountability? Um, Entertain us. Make us laugh. Come on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> now she's making her happiness. That's like how I forget like names, right? <laughs> People go, what's my name? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I would forget my own name if you like, what's your name? I'd be like, uh, goofus. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. And that's why I can't sign greeting cards. Mm. It's the same situation. You too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. they put it, and I just end up reading everybody else's note and writing a conglomeration of what they've written. <laughs> See, I do Happy that. With congratulations, the, get well soon. At the wedding receptions, <laughs> when they have those things where they want you to sign something, yes. write this to the. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, they're gonna keep this forever, and it's gonna look stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just sign your name. Yeah, just sign the what name. What do you do? You just sign your name. Yeah, just sign the name. Go into the pack of names. If I want to tell them something, I'll tell them something. Yeah. But if it's preserved there and it's stupid, and part of it, I have bad handwriting, so I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that preserved forever either. No. Oh my goodness! I okay, don't have yeah. any more uh, deep thoughts. I, no more deep if thoughts. If anything, um, I feel like this one's similar to the the last one that mm-hmm. we did, where it's like, yeah, just uh, keep on keeping on, keep, keep on trying. keeping on. But it's true. I think with accountability and dating, just always remember. Treat the other people the way that you would want to be treated. If you aren't interested in someone, don't you wish that that person would tell you and not be let on? Like, you can do that in a kind way. If you hate that people don't reply to your messages, make sure you're replying to everybody's messages. If you hate being ghosted, which we all do, don't ghost anyone. Yeah. So, And if 
I mean, yeah. And it's hard to do that. I think that's oh, way hard yeah. to say I'm not interested. Yeah. And if they don't respond, great. It's okay because you did the right thing Exactly. Still. Yeah. And uh, that's it's all you so can do. It's so much better to have and, it be yucky now. That's right. Than way down the line. It's a fast, slow Band-Aid situation. Yep. And uh, in this situation, I think the most respectful thing to do is do it fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say the expectations thing. That's yeah. got to be like, to me, one of the biggest things that I've seen in this dating challenge and other things is stop making other people responsible for your expectations because in the end, no one's going to meet those expectations. Whether you're married, dating, mm-hmm. trying to find someone, nobody's going to meet those expectations and you're going to be very unhappy Yeah, because everybody's going to constantly disappoint you. Instead of allowing people to be who they are yes. and appreciating who they are, we... Again, we expect them to be a thing for us, and that's a total yeah. Josh Powell thing. He needed <laughs> he he needed the wife to be what he needed her exactly. to do, and she was a tool. Yeah, she was a, a a thing to be used, and nobody should treat another human being that way. But we do when we when we say the right person needs to be out there. Yeah, instead of saying I'm going to find someone that I can be happy with. Yes, we say there's the right person. And that becomes their responsibility mm-hmm. to present themselves to us, yeah. either through an app or some other way. It's, you need to present yourself to me, Mr. Right or Mrs. Perfect. Yeah. And and that's that's a totally unrealistic expectation. Yeah. So I would definitely also encourage people, especially the women, give everybody a chance. Like if yes. there's someone who is talking to you and asking if they can get to know you better and do these things, give them a chance. You never know if you're going to have a connection, especially it's so hard over these dating apps and texts and blah, blah, blah. Like there was a guy I had been messaging back in November and I remember seeing his pictures and I was like, okay, I don't know that I'm super attracted to him and, but whatever, he seems nice. And we messaged and then we finally met in person and I was so attracted to this man in person that it took me aback. Like, I was like, whoa, holy crap. Like, he touched my arm at one point, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> was but he bald, big nose? No, he oh, had wow. hair. Oh, wow, see? There you go. You don't fit your own mold. I, that's not, it's not <laughs> a given for me. That's just one thing I find attractive. But, um, but I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, what if I had just, like, never even given this guy a chance because I was like, nah, I'm not going to be attracted to him. And I was so attracted to him in person. So I have screwed up in my marriage easily over a thousand times. <laughs> easily. And that's not even a stretch. Yeah. Some days I screw up more than I get it right. Mm-hmm. I think that if my wife held the same, you have to hit the bullseye standards that I hear some single people talk about with their yeah. the people they're going to date— I would have been divorced a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And so I personally think that this whole idea of forgiveness is really, really important. Yeah. Because you're letting them be accountable for their own actions and not keeping some burden around that, oh, if, I, if I'm if i with this person and they screwed up, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to mm-hmm. really describe it, but it's, nobody's going to be perfect. In fact, everybody's going to be drastically imperfect multiple times. Yeah. After you're married, while you're dating, it's going to screw up a lot. Yeah. And I, I made this joke the other day. Men suck at hitting the bullseye. <laughs> they can't even do it when they go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone in a relationship. Yeah. So when you said it the first time, I thought, he's talking about the toilet. <laughs> yeah, That's I all actually had that about. thought too. <laughs> I'm not talking about. I love talking about toilets. <laughs> it's because you have five daughters and you're like, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm the only one that stands. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stand proud. Oh my gosh. Stand we proud. We will end it there. Why not? Why not? Stand uh, proud, everyone. Uh, no, just that's remember. Ad for a urinal company. Oh my Stand proud. That's gracious. Stand yeah. proud. Get the Dodge Trucks guy to do the voice. Oh I don't like the ones Stand that have targets. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Or it's like, I know what I'm doing. Oh, I thought you were right. asking me. I'm like, area. no, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> hey, Google it. Yeah, there's toilets that have targets. <laughs> they do? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's men that still miss. I'm telling you. It's My life a, is unrealistic much standard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and end it there. Everyone, be accountable in dating. Send us your feedback. We'd love to hear it. And we will talk to you guys soon. <laughs>